friends, Ron and Dave. I mean, Ron and Delbert. I'm just kidding. Here's Ronna and Donna. <laughs> All right, you guys. Uh, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Don't forget about the life-changing event coming up. 30 slots. We'd love for you to come. Ron and I will be there. It'll take two hours. We'll feed you a little bit. Uh, and we're not going to flim-flam you. We have nothing to sell. Uh, only information about how real estate has changed our lives. If you know somebody that's never purchased a piece of real estate before, or even yourself, you're like, yeah, I own a piece of real estate, but now I'm interested in expanding. How do I do that? How do I stack or how do I snowball? We're going to be talking about uh, some of the strategies at this life-changing event. Yeah, 30 spots available. Once they fill up, they fill up. So go to ronanddon.com slash change, ronanddon.com slash change. And the reason why it's 30 because that's how many people will fit in the room. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll see you there. Real, real quick, what do you think is going to happen here? Four million people during COVID just kind of retired and fell out of the workforce. There's seven million jobs right now that need to be filled around the country. And if you look at the demographic, and we talked about this a little bit last week, the demographic of men between 18 and 34, they have just kind of disappeared. And it, it seems like, especially here in, in the U.S. and the States, that, that there was some kind of thought that these men at some point would, would come back. And I think what's happening, like I, I, I know guys that got into crypto, for instance, and that was kind of their job. I know some guys that do some day trading stuff, and that's, that's kind of their job. I think maybe they see themselves and they see work differently now, right? Work is a means to make some money to maybe go somewhere in the world or have an experience that I really want to have. So I can't sit here and poo-poo and say, hey, all men between the ages 18 to 34 that aren't working right now are real jerks, and uh, it's causing this stagflation and everything else. So I think it's interesting, though. You look at Howard Schultz. One of the reasons why, and we did the first interview with Howard after he sold the Sonics, one of the reasons he sold the Sonics is because he didn't get along with Gary Payton in the 90s. And he didn't get along with a lot of NBA players. And certainly he didn't like the disrespect that he felt from Gary and from the team sometimes. He just didn't like it. Didn't He felt disrespected. And so he basically fired the Sonics, got rid of the team, dumped the team. Well, then then we've seen him go back to Microsoft now a couple times. I mean, Starbucks. Or Starbucks, I'm sorry. I have a friend who, who has been very high up uh, there. And when Howard came back a second time, they were always um, they always felt like Howard's a great leader, especially when he came back and he saved the company for the first time. And they say now that he's come back a second time, it's different. It's more with an iron fist that he's trying to not only save this company but but build this company. In uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was it was even before the holidays. He's trying to coax workers, especially that work for corporate, and they're saying, hey. Why, why don't you come on back and coming up with a plan for people to return? And then this week, he just put his iron fist down. And he just said, you know what? You're going to return. Uh, we see the wonderful world of Disney. They have their old CEO, same thing, just came back. 
to try to continue some of the success that they have at Disney Plus, Bob Iger, he's and he's doing the same thing. He's saying, you know what? I was asking. Now I'm telling. You are going to come back. You're going to work in these places and spaces that we've signed huge triple net leases. This this thing that you work better when you're at home and you're isolated and alone and your production was so much better during the COVID is BS and it's not true. So we want you back in these places and spaces. Ron, how are they going to do that? Because the tech world really needs buy-in from kind of that 18 to 34-year-old male and it doesn't seem like uh, Bob Iger or someone like Howard Schultz has any influence. And you can't you you, you can't sit here and emotionally beat them up because they haven't come back so far. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, on I don't know if th- there is a solution in the way that these guys are approaching it. Yeah. Uh, in in this regard, if you're if you're a, um, a what do they call it a a digital not a nomad, a digital, like you were born into the digital world. A digital native is what the the term is, I believe they use. So if you spent your whole life a digital native, the idea of deriving income in one way and one way only is not what you grew up with. It's just not. And so if you're a digital native and you are, and let me do a couple caveats here. I I think uh, it's easy sometimes to just think of, of, uh, there, there's a lot of different stratas of income and ability and resources, and, and there's bias that exists in that. And if you're in a community that you have internet, you have a computer, uh, you're in a stable environment, That th- that's the people I'm talking about here. Of course, there are folks that don't have a phone or a computer, that don't have internet, that are living below the poverty line. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if this applies to them, but for the, the this stereotypical person I'm talking about, you, you've seen... Um, ways to generate income your entire life that are not going to a job. You know, yeah. uh, the, you've seen 12-year-olds that have a Twitch channel and they maybe make $100 a week or whatever. But when you're 12, $100 a week is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, oh, wow, I can stream playing a video game and generate ad income from that. Mm-hmm. And then you think, uh, you know, so you start seeing that. You start seeing people that have a YouTube channel. I, I have some, we have some friends, in fact, that we've worked with or just people that do great YouTube videos and they don't make a lot of money, but they're making money. And so when you're young, uh, and you go like, okay, I'm going to have a Twitch channel. Maybe I'll post some stuff on YouTube. Then you have a friend that's maybe a couple years older. It's like, hey, I'm driving an Uber or I'm doing uh, Uber Eats. I'm delivering food. And I only do it when I need it. Nobody wow. tells me when I have to work. That's great. So I'm going to go and Very say, all right, I, I my, my Twitch channel only made $75 this week. And so I'm going to go pick up. I'm going to do one shift of Uber. Hmm. on a on a friday night or i'm going to drive down to the airport and i'm going to do a couple rides and i just made 50 bucks so remember when you're single and when you're younger sometimes that's all you think about i need i need i need 400 this week and so you now have options to do this so the prospect of some dude that's in his 60s or 70s wearing a suit in the corner office saying you have to physically be here from this time to this time yeah. and when i say you're in a meeting you show up at the meeting and like that does not appeal to everybody and so you've thrown out that stat a lot of the seven million people that means they're not reporting for a traditional job great point. it doesn't mean that they're generating zero income so good yep. it means that they are not doing what you and i did where it's like i showed up at a 
bicycle parts factory and they said clean these 500 pieces of handlebar and then hand them over to the welder yeah. and i did that for eight nine hours a day and i hated it but i didn't know a different there wasn't a different way for me to make any money yeah. i wasn't making a ton of money i was like i guess i'm going to be making bicycle parts until i figure something out to where i don't have to make bicycle parts anymore and and so i think these people these seven million people are not generating zero income yeah. they are doing gig economy stuff uh they are maybe picking up odd jobs maybe they're they're in the digital economy maybe they're freelancers maybe they work on etsy or what, whatever it is they are making income in non-traditional ways and that drives the bob Igers and the howard schultz's of the world crazy because they want those bodies in the seat so that uh for whatever their motivations are and i think that still works for a lot of people just doesn't work for everybody yeah Great point. So you guys, Ron and Don slash change. Ronanddon.com. Ronanddon.com slash change? Correct. Ronanddon.com slash change. Uh, we'll see you there, and we'll see you on the other side of this. <laughs> Hey, you guys, back to the Ron and Don show in a moment. I love those guys. They <laughs> are amazing. Speaking about being amazing, do you want to be amazing in 2023? We have a 2023 life-changing event coming up. There are 30 people on February 16th. It costs nothing. There's no flim-flam. There's no bait and switch. But we have raised the bar here. We don't want just 30 people showing up that want to meet us because... We can meet you some other time. And believe, believe you me, we're not that exciting. Ron, this specifically, we are dialing into our health and we're dialing into our wealth when it comes to building wealth and health through the power of real estate, right? Yeah, so 30 people and we are going to do a two-hour event here. And I guarantee you, if you really lean into this and you really listen to it, we are going to come up with a custom game plan just for you to acquire that first piece of real estate. It's probably not going to be tomorrow. It might take six months. It might take a year. But if you are ready to go on this journey with us, that's who we want to partner with. So if you're motivated, if this rings true, go to ronanddon.com slash change. It's limited to 30 people. ronanddon.com slash change. We'll see you everybody february 16th and now back to the show all right you guys uh, welcome back to the ron and don show i thought it was really interesting this year i told my son it, when you stop believing in santa claus he stops coming uh, that's why at the age of 55 i still believe in santa claus at my house and you know he, he showed up again this year amazing so uh which is I, weird because you don't really have a chimney yeah anyway we have that mystery solved though you haven't seen the six santa clauses that uh came out this year no six more santa claus okay they took a movie and they chopped it up into six things and and it's basically the 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 third installment of the santa claus just ch chopped up into 30 second bite-sized pieces that aren't that savory but uh tim allen is back if you want to check that out uh, post Christmas, my son likes watching Christmas shows all year long for some reason. Doesn't bother me. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I said, "Hey, Bubba, why don't you uh, why don't you fill out Christmas list and let me take a look at that?" And so he filled out his Christmas list, and one of the things that was on there that I tried to find was an old yellow Sony Walkman. Hmm. And I'm like, I know 
I think I know why he wants the Sony Walkman, but I went and asked him, and it's because in the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, the main character in there, Star-Lord, that is played by Chris Pratt, the way that he remembers his mom, if you haven't seen the Guardian series, and they have uh, a new movie coming out that Dave Batiste said this is the, the last movie he'll be in. So it's coming out uh, here in a couple of weeks. So we can't wait to see it. it it's Star-Lord, whenever he's reflecting upon his past mom, the way that he remembers her is she left him music and mixtapes. And the way that he plays the music when he's flying his spaceship around or wants to remember her is he'll put on his Sony Walkman. That becomes then, if you ever listen to Guardians, that becomes the soundtrack for the Guardians of the Galaxy. And so there's certain songs in there. They'll, they'll play at my son's middle school on Friday. And all the kids will start singing one of the songs from the Guardians of the Galaxy over the loudspeaker because they all know it. They all know it. And, and, and because of that, it is freaking impossible to find a Sony, a yellow Sony Walkman. So my friend Liz the other day is cleaning out her garage and she goes, look at this, just this box of garbage. And it, this was yesterday. And inside the box of garbage, I see her. I see the yellow Sony Walkman. And I said, whatever you do, do not throw that out. I am going to buy that from you. I didn't know they were such a premium. All this to say, I go running through Discovery Park the other day. I see 20-somethings out there and, and 30-somethings out there. And they're out there with big cameras, with big lenses. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And then I did a little reading, and I had stopped by a camera shop to pick up a microphone. And the gentleman working in the camera shop, he said, you would not believe the amount of young people that are coming in here that are buying used camera equipment. Ron, you've always loved uh, uh, taking pictures before everyone had a phone, which means everyone had the ability to shoot. What do you think is going on here with, and we just got done talking about millennials a little bit, but even even back to my son's age, where they're harkening, they're they're hark, is it harkening, harkening, harking? Uh, they're harkening or they're harkening for some of the old stuff that dad likes, right? Some of the old nostalgia, but it's it's one thing to experience at one time to really go out. And, and to commit to buying this camera equipment that for sometimes costs hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. I find that fascinating that out in the fields of Discovery Park, there's young people out there and they're doing what you used to do. They're shooting like with an old school camera. Uh, well, there's a big article on this in the New York Times if you want to read about it. And the trend is for many young people, it's not all young people, but many young people is to go old tech. And they say the main driver for this is young people are recognizing how much time they spend on their phone and they don't like that. They don't like, but they still want to take a picture when they're at a party. They still want to be able to do things along those lines, but they don't want to be addicted to the phone and also have the, the, the pressure or the temptation to post everything. So like, for instance, the cameras, one, one of the things they do is like get a unitasker. All it does is take pictures. It's not connected to the internet. It doesn't, uh, you can't take phone calls on it or listen to music. You can only take pictures with it. And so they say, you know, teenagers we're talking about here, they go to a party. And if you have a camera from 2007 that is four megapixels or five megapixels, which is a fraction of what the modern cameras are, 
He says, A, you can pass it around and not feel freaked out if someone drops it or whatever. Like, you know that anxiety you have when you give someone your phone? It's like, what are they going to check my tech? But like, you just, people, there's this weird anxiety when you hand someone your phone. That's like, with this, this camera, it only has one thing, take pictures. And it takes bad pictures in a way, retro, so to speak. They're not super crisp. Uh, triple lens, you know, all this stuff that we've been seeing in our phones. It's sort of a an old-looking picture immediately, and so they kind of like that, and you can pass it around, take the pictures, and even flip phones of, like, I don't want to be texting a, a million times a day. Uh, like, teenagers, a lot of teenagers are feeling this. I'm, I'm feeling like that. That's the back. This is It's so interesting to me how generations push against the previous generation mm. you know and you can go back as far as the baby boomers and then you know the reaction and counter reaction as you go through the generations well this generation that's coming of age right now is like maybe i'm going to push away from all things digital maybe i want to just hang out with my friends and play a, a board game or like it trending now as well are like physical game not digital games physical games we're going to sit down, we're going to pick up a piece of roll of dice, we're going to have a card in our hand, we're going to but it's going to force us to be in the same space and to not be digital. And so that is a trend right now and I I find it refreshing and interesting um to bring out like I stopped taking my camera on trips because I always had my phone on me and it takes good pictures. Um but there is something about carrying a camera and having to focus. One of, one of, one of the best parties and one of the, the most fun times I've had, and I still have the picture downstairs to remember our time, is you had invited uh, myself and, and my son, and I think someone I've seen at the time, to come over for dinner. And you made a great dinner, like you always do. And then you pull out an old Polaroid camera and you started taking Polaroid pictures. That's the first time that my son had ever seen Polaroid pictures. And boy, did we have fun with that. And it's really cool to just look up uh, when I'm downstairs doing dishes or something. And it's 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 a Polaroid of, of you and me and Gunner. And anytime I look at that Polaroid, it, it, there's a, it, it only exists in one place in space. And I know that. And it's on my counter. It's never been shared online uh, unless you shared it. Uh, and it reminds me of, of that time of you having us over. And I think what that that Polaroid does is you really get to live and enjoy the moment. Because at a party, you're sitting there, you're you're passing the picture around, you're deciding if you like yourself in that picture you or watch not. Watch it develop. Yeah, all that. And then if you don't like it, and you take another one, and you call everyone over, and and it's a different type of authentic, real gratification in, in real time. Did you know that Polaroid had to come out after Andre 3000 and tell people, do not shake your picture. <laughs> people, they're having so many problems. Shake it like a Polaroid picture. Yeah, he's like, you're not supposed to shake it. So, so many people, their pictures weren't developing right and they were sending out, you know, complaining and trying to get refunds on their, you know, because the, the, the camera, the stock is pretty expensive and they had to come out after that and go, do not listen to Andre 3000. Don't shake your picture. It just ejects. Leave it on the counter. It, it. it will develop. Yeah. Hey, you guys, before we get out of here, ronanddon.com slash change. 
we're going to be holding a live event here in a couple of weeks. We'd love for you to come. Or if you know somebody that just wants to learn more about real estate, how do you snowball real estate? How do you hang on to one mortgage and add a second mortgage? What if you've never had a mortgage before? How does that work? And we're going to walk you through those steps. And we're also going to walk through strategies about, well, I really want people to understand this right now. If you're a buyer, this is your time. This is it right now. This is your time. You have leverage right now that you have not had in years. And is interest rates correct? And I'm not, I don't think they're ever going to tank down to where they were. Because I don't think, well, well I'm not going to go into why. But as soon as they correct and they it becomes normal in people's brains again, then we're going to see a lot more people who are standing on the sidelines. They didn't go away. They're going to re- re-enter the marketplace with all that cash and all that leverage. And for a new buyer, like an FHA buyer, for instance, who doesn't have to put a lot of money down, but it's a lot more stringent to get an FHA loan, you can buy a house now. That in the future will go away. And that ability to buy a house with an FHA loan is going to be a lot harder. My prediction, probably sometime next fall. So. I agree. So 30 spots, limited seating, ronanddon.com slash change. You or a family member, your son or your daughter, your niece, your nephew, someone you know uh, has been wanting to get out of the rent game and, and start being an owner, this is for you. Uh, it'll be about an hour and a half, two hours long. It's in Factoria and a physical building, and so you're going to have to shower and put a pair of pants on. Yeah, there you go. All right. Ronadon.com slash change. Love to see you there. We don't have any tapes to sell. We're not selling your information. We're not going to Anthony Robbins you and say, hey, Thanks We've for got some supplements for you. Thanks for coming. <laughs> can I be your coach? And you can join me with others. And it, it, do you know how much it costs just to starting pay to get with to, the Tony Robbins? Just oh, to be on a call with him. It's got one time ten thousand, fifty thousand dollars. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Crazy. Anyway. Hey, you guys. Thanks for listening to Ron and Don Show. Ronandon.com slash change. We'll see you there in a few short weeks. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch, maybe you want to get signed up for the newsletter. You should. Thousands of people have. We don't, again, we don't sell your information. We write you one time a week. So this past week, I wrote in the newsletter about five things I've learned as a parent, five things that I've learned through the leverage of real estate, and five other things that, well, you can read about in the newsletter. You're writing something this week, I think, as well. And right? it's just go to com. You can see the newsletter at the top. Uh, sign up there. And again, uh, com slash change for that live event. And we have openings again for sitting down. We really encourage our listeners, enjoy the holidays and our clients enjoying the holidays. We are sitting down now. We are doing house tours now. Real estate is very active right now in the Ron and Don Nation. If you want to sit down now, especially if you want our help in bringing a house to market, uh, and we had some meetings the other day where we're bringing uh, homes to market that might be millions of dollars. We also have brought homes that are five hundred thousand dollars. The bottom line, whether you're selling a house that's worth five hundred or three point five million, you have to make sure in this in this marketplace that you do your work to really tune up that house. You're smart about not spending too much money. Should you really remodel the kitchen? Should you really remodel the bathroom? That's what we're great at, and that's where we can help. Ron and Don, it, sit down, com. Yeah, and you just email me, Ron, Ron and Don. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time for the next episode. And don't forget, this Friday, a bonus episode 
episode 493, or Ron and I in 493, we'll be talking about real estate commissions. How come they appear to be so high sometimes? Can you negotiate your real estate commission? I'm nodding my head right now in a yes fashion. A lot of people don't know that. When you sit down with us, you should negotiate your real estate commission with us. No other real estate agent will tell you that. We'll tell you why in the bonus that's coming up, episode 493. It's the Ron and Don. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Hey, it's Ron and Don here with Mitch Weeks from Mitch.Loans. Mitch, do I need to have 20% down to buy a house right now? No, and that's actually one of the most common mistakes that I do here is people think and people have thought for a long time that 20% is the standby. 20% the first time you're buying a home is not normal at all. With with prices, you know, around a million dollars often for first time home buyers, 20% is a lot of money to save and it is not necessary. You can put 3.5% down with an FHA loan, 5% down sometimes even less with a conventional and Mortgage insurance just isn't as bad as it used to be. I just did a loan that was a $900,000 home. The buyers put 10% down and they were going to pay mortgage insurance of $100 a month for two years. Now that $2,400 feels like a lot, maybe, but if you talk about how much their home is going to grow in value over that time, it's nothing. All right. He's Mitch Weeks. Uh, Get in touch with him at Mitch.Loans. If you're a first-time buyer and your ears just perked up and go, I'd like to buy a house for 5% down, it's Mitch.Loans. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 490 now of the Ron and Don Show. And heck yeah, we are live once again from the Les Schwab Studios. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up in the Ron and Don Show, we're going to talk about a life-changing event that's coming up that Ron and I are going to be speaking at, and we'd love for you to come too. In fact, what is the life-changing event before we bust into the show here? Yeah, it's on February 16th. Uh, it's an in-person event, and we are talking about your health and your wealth through the lens of real estate. Now, there's not one thing that changed my financial life more than getting involved in real estate and uh, buying my first place, and then I've parlayed that into buying multiple places over the years. So we're going to have an event to answer people's questions, kind of show them uh, what we're thinking in terms of buying something right now. So if you've never bought something, and this is your year where you're going, you know what, I want to stop being a renter, start being an owner, uh, you can go to ronanddon.com slash change ronandon.com slash change see more about the event and sign up there yeah and i've talked to some of my friends about this who have purchased a number of pieces of real estate i was talking to my friend scotty about this the other day and he said you know i'm kind of at the end of my real estate life cycle but my daughter for instance is just starting would this be a, a good event for someone like her and her her new husband absolutely and i think when you're whenever you try something big and new uh sometimes you feel i know i feel embarrassed sometimes to go this I know this is a basic question, but I don't think I understand it yet. Like that's this is gonna be a safe place to ask those kind of questions, get a strategy for you to go, okay, it makes sense to me now, because uh, we hear so many messages all the time. This is the only thing you have to do. Know what your credit score is. That's it. Just know your credit score. And if your credit score uh, is embarrassing, that's okay, because at one point mine was too, and we'll tell you how to build it. If you don't have any money for a down payment, or you don't even know how a down payment works or how a contract works. Uh, we're going to talk about that at this life-changing event, and we're going to tell you, Ron and I will, uh, about how real estate was a life-changing event for both of us. So more about this a little bit later, but there are 30 slots, and if you want to get signed up, again, how can you do it? Ronanddon.com slash change. There you go. 
All right. Hey, coming up with the Ron and Don show, more about the life-changing event. Also, you're not going to believe what some of the hottest gadgets were <laughs> this past holiday season. It's going to blow you away what young people are into. Are we talking flip phones here? Uh, we'll find out in a moment. Also, also, I have to say, this is interesting. Howard Schultz blown a gasket over there, uh, blown a coffee filter, if you will, over at Starbucks kind of asking for people to come back, not demanding they come back. Disney is doing the same thing. We want your back in these seats. We paid for these buildings. We have the triple net leases. And also, we want production. And this whole lie about, hey, if you stay at home, you get more work done. Um, I don't know. We'll explore that here in just a moment. And how do you get people to come back to work when there's 7 million jobs sitting there and it seems like nobody wants those jobs. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. A horse is a horse. A horse, of course. Uh, Ron and I uh, went out to visit uh, one of our people yesterday, one of our clients, and as we're sitting there talking, we uh, said, hey, you know what? Let's take a tour uh, and walk around this horse property that we were at. And I ran into a new friend of mine by the name of Eclipse. And there's a picture up on my Facebook page. And I think we'll also send out in the newsletter. If you want to get signed up for the newsletter, just go to ronanddon.com and you'll see a picture of myself in Eclipse. I, you've been around a lot more horses than I have. And I know you and your former partner are horse people. Uh, and you had arenas and muck stalls and all that stuff. It really seemed, though, like yesterday. Like you, you, you're always the one that does the best with the animals. It really seemed like Eclipse, like me though, more than you, which was surprising. And then you didn't even want to go greet the goats, uh, Barney and Fred. What was it about you and the goats yesterday where you felt like you were better than them? And and you, you did warn me, uh, the goats are going to pummel you. And I did go into the goat stall and I did get pummeled by the goats, uh, Barney and Fred, but in a really fun, fun, fun way. I kind of, I kind of enjoyed it. You weren't having it with Barney and Fred yesterday, right? You stepped right into my plan. Like <laughs> as someone that is, that is owned horses, What's that? someone who's owned horses and owned goats. Yeah. I have come to the conclusion that I don't want to own horses and goats anymore. <laughs> and so I was keeping my distance and I yeah. thought people that have never owned a horse or a goat yeah. have this romantic idea. You're out and you see the pasture and there's the barn is so cute and you go over and they're really friendly and you're like, Oh man, wouldn't this be great? You have yeah. this vision yeah. of, you know, living in the country and it's Yellowstone. I, yeah, like, it's like Yellowstone. I saw myself yesterday as you Kevin wanted your Cost jean jacket, yeah. pop the collar up. Kevin Costner out there going to the train station, hanging out with Beth. We're just we're riding our horses, we're right. falling in love, we're smoking cigarettes. I don't even smoke, but after watching Beth on Yellowstone, I'm like, I could start if I could hang out with her. And the thing is though, you never see Kevin Costner on Yellowstone. He's never mucking his stall. He's always hanging no. out looking cool sunglasses on sunglasses off and and that's the kind of horse owner that i think i would be would be more like a more like a kevin costner horse well owner. if you have kevin costner money you can do that so I, what, what people never think about in this uh scenario i just painted is when it's you know 15 degrees in january yeah. and you got to go out and muck the stall and put a blanket on the horse and you're moving bales of hay around and uh you got to exercise the horse when it's super cold out or the, the goats have eaten through everything on your property so it's it's <laughs> uh 
<laughs> oh, that's right. You had goats. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I was hoping that you would feel a, uh, uh, an attachment to these animals. Yeah. Because I I don't want anything to do with horses and and goats anymore. Yeah. And the thing is that you really love to travel, and sometimes when you have to be attentive, especially to horses, it's not like you just have your buddy come over. And take care of that for you, right? It's not like taking care of a. It's, it's not, not yet to do. I mean, it's not like taking care of a labradoodle. And I'll say this: horses are majestic creatures. I think oh, they're yeah. super friendly, and when they're, you know, when a, a horse is broken and trained, uh, it, it's it's a great hobby yeah. uh, if people can afford that, and that's what they love. I, I think it's awesome. Uh, I just learned that it's not for me. Goats are some of the friendliest animals I've ever been around. Again, not not for me. Yeah. Um. They're they're relatively high maintenance in a way like um dogs like to attack goats they're they're pretty vulnerable Uh you have to have multiples of these animals because they're pack animals Uh and i i believe that it's cruel to have uh one horse or one goat because that just is against their entire Mm. millennia of psychology so you kind of have to have two horses or you have to have a horse and a mini or a horse and a goat like a, a Horses and goats can be companions with each other, but to have one of these animals, I think, is cruel. Yeah. Where you can have one dog, like a dog can attach uh, to the to a family member and feel like they're a part of the pack. Man. You're not standing out in the paddock for twenty hours a day. Like yeah. a horse needs a companion. So, I mean, that's just my personal philosophy. Uh, people, some people do own one horse or one goat, and I just, I don't, I don't subscribe. Yeah, to I that. remember, and and we can put a bow around it here. You and I are in our 20s. This is this is a long time ago. We're in our 20s. We're looking for a place to live. And somebody has, somebody that I know has some space out in their barn where the cowboy who cowboyed the barn uh, used, used to live. It was an apartment over a barn. Over a barn. And I have to say, when we, when we moved in there, I ha- and they couldn't get anyone to stay there, I couldn't believe how many rats... And how many mice were not only running around the apartment at night? Like, like I could never have my girlfriend stay over there because when you turn the lights off, you could feel the mice or the rats running across your bed. You Boy, remember? Remember that? I was so poor at that time that that seemed like a good idea. What a, <laughs> what a, I remember coming oh out one day. We're sitting, Ron is eating breakfast. And we had set up these mouse traps everywhere, and the mice just kept coming up through the stovepipe. They just they kept showing up, and they'd show up on the burner, show up on the burner, show up on the burner. And you were just sitting there, and there was there was a dead mouse on the stove who got caught in the trap. And then another one of his buddies came over and was eating the cheese or whatever it was that that mice did, just not really learning from the dead friend. And then and then. And then he took it uh, in another trap as well. Do you well. remember how long we stayed there? Like, I, I, I have that memory, but I was like, did I stay there for a week? Did I stay there for we, three we were months? There, we, were there for, we were there for about six months. Oh, and I lived, I lived above the horse called Ed's No Mister. <laughs> and boy, did that horse pee! Whenever it peed or hurt, you could just you could just hear it. You could smell it. You're just it was it was like living down in the stall with Ed's No Mister. Yeah, yeah. good times. Anyway. Uh, real estate. That had- That's why I liked real estate. <laughs> Got me out of that living in a barn. Yeah, on second thought, I'm not getting a horse. We'll see you on the other side of this. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only. 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 Only on the Ron Don Radio Network. <laughs>